0: This is Kate from the Alumni Association Board of Directors, also known as the AABOD. I'm the Communications Director on the board, and I'm also on the Communications Team. And today I'm going to be talking with each of the members on the board so you can hear a little bit more about what we do and what we're looking forward to in the coming year. Before we get started though, I want to make a couple of alumni-specific announcements. First, we just started alumni membership renewals. So if you want to join the Alumni Association or you're already a member, you can fill out that form now to get your membership for all of 2019. This will enable you to go to district conventions and national convention this year. You can find those forms on our website, kksia.kkytvsonline.com. Or there are some easy links on our Facebook page too. Remember life members, you still need to renew your Alumni Association membership but there's a separate form you need to fill out. That link is also on our Facebook page. Secondly, we have Alumni Association elections coming up, and this is the first year that we're doing elections, so that's really exciting. So if you wanna run for a position on the board of directors, check out the information also on our website. Those application materials are due January 15th. Okay, that's all for news and updates. Now let's get to know the members of the board. First up, I'll be talking with Daniel Miller, the Chair of the Board of Directors. He will be attending the Northeast, Southwest, Midwest, and Southeast District Conventions this year, so make sure to look out for him there. Hi Daniel, how are you doing today? Good Kate, how are you? I'm doing pretty well myself, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Um, So to get started, can you um, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, both fraternally and personally? Sure. So my name is Daniel Miller. I'm the chair
1: of the Kappa Kappa Psi Alumni Association Board of Directors. Uh, This is the second biennium I've served on the board. Uh, Last biennium, I was the administrative chair. So I helped uh, with some of the administrative aspects of the board uh, with its financials, uh, with budgetary projections. I helped to prepare and draft the initial uh, constitution for the association that was adopted at the national convention in Orlando. Um, And I think this biennium so far has been just outstanding in terms of what the board has been able to achieve and what we've been able to support for members throughout the country at each of last year's district conventions and through ongoing programs and recognitions and awards. Um, personally, I am a partner at the global law firm of k Gates, uh, in Pittsburgh. I've been practicing for about a dozen years now. Um, my practice primarily focuses on electronic discovery issues in civil litigation, and I also help to head up my office's, uh, pro bono efforts, particularly with regard to protection from abuse orders for, uh, indigent abuse victims.
0: Uh, to get into... Oh, your fraternity involvement, basically, what made you want to be on the board of directors? Well, um,
1: you know, like so many of us, I really enjoyed my time as an active brother, right? And mm-hmm. I found that after you graduate and after you leave your chapter, uh, you do have this pretty harsh transition. Um, I have told several people that um, college is sort of the last time you're, geographically close, you're physically close to so many people you care about, right? Mm-hmm. And when you leave college and start your profession and start building a family and a career, it's harder to make those kinds of connections. And um, you do so, you build communities within your neighborhoods, within your work. Um, but maintaining the communities that you've built through this fraternity is really important. And I've, been lucky to stay in contact with a lot of people who I met in the fraternity, both in my chapter and throughout the Northeast District. And uh, as part of that, my wife and I, Kelly Miller, helped to start o- the Omicron Chapter's local alumni association. And we helped reinvigorate the Picnic on the Mall event that occurs annually in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, Through my work with that and just talking to uh, others who had served on the alumni board and who had uh, participated very actively with the Alumni Association, I thought it would be great to uh, try to participate at that level. And I was so happy uh, to be selected for the board last biennium. And I think uh, ever since then, I think we've been on a great trajectory. We've certainly gained a lot of momentum with the new programming we've offered. Mm -hmm. I think this is a really exciting time for the fraternity in general because of the centennial, but also as alumni, you know, we've got more opportunities through the national organization, through all of our local alumni associations to really participate in so many ways.
0: Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I definitely think that we're, um, you know, we're moving forward with full steam ahead, you know, getting a lot of projects done and everything. And I think um, especially alumni, have a lot to look forward
1: to. Yeah, there are so many ways to participate, right? So if you're interested in working mostly with people from your chapter and in support of your local college bands, you can either join or start a local alumni association for your particular chapter. Uh, If once you're in that kind of LAA, you want to help support the premier uh, musicianship, program of the fraternity and the sorority, which is the National Intercollegiate Band, you can uh, push your LAA to participate in the Max Mitchell grant program, which has just been started this year uh, and is coordinated by the Kappa Kappa Psi Alumni Association to support NIB musicians and help defray some of their personal costs associated with participating in that band. Uh, So I think it's a really exciting program. A lot of our members have indicated a strong eagerness to help support those NIB members. Many of them were NIB musicians at some point, and understand that to participate in the NIB, you have to outlay some personal money. So I think that's the kind of program that really captures people's attention and can help spur both increased engagement among our local alumni associations and increased interest in starting some new local alumni
0: associations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. As, um, chair of the alumni board of directors, can you tell everyone like a little bit about what your role is and, um, what you've been focusing on basically this biennium?
1: Sure. So I consider a lot of my work to be kind of, uh, Handling traffic, among all the things we're trying to accomplish on the board. Uh, We've got so many different programs going at once. We're preparing for district convention programs that are suited for alumni interests. And at the same time, we're thinking about what programs we want to have in Stillwater for the national convention. Uh, We're thinking about how to uh, assess new local alumni association applications and how to help support new programs that our LAAs are interested in starting. We're looking to roll out the Brent Cannon Award, which is going to recognize outstanding accomplishment by brothers in uh, careers involved with music education. So we'll actually see some of those awards presented for the first time this biennium. And we're working. on outreach to both other kinds of organizations like the association for concert bands and with each chapter's alumni liaisons and secretaries. So we can serve as resources and contacts, uh, for those different kinds of uh, organizations and chapters. Uh, so what I see my role primarily as the chair is just to make sure that we're hitting our marks, that we're maintaining uh, focus on the, goals and action items we outlined at the beginning of this biennium, that we're not deviating too much on side work and tangents, and that everybody's putting in their best effort, not that they wouldn't, but making sure that best effort is really focused on accomplishing the things we set out at the National Convention in Orlando to achieve in this biennium. Now, they were very lofty goals, you know, and some of them uh, will never achieve perfection on, right? But that's kind of why we strive for the highest, right? We um, we want to set those really high goals so that um, when we turn over and uh, are replaced on the board by newly elected for the first time officers, um, we'll be able to pass that baton and they'll be able to achieve even more than we achieved this biennium. So that's, you know, um, that's something I really look forward to is seeing two years and six years and 10 years down the road uh, what others are able to spearhead and accomplish on the board uh, because of some of the groundwork that we were able to do and some of the initial measures we were able to put in place.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I just want to say, too, you do a great job of managing our group, I think, too. I always think you have such a good handle on so many different projects because there's eight of us and there's so much going on and you always have a good good mind for all of it. So, well, I think, you know, that might be lost a lot of times because most
1: people aren't in our board meetings. Right. And I think a lot of people don't understand that each board member with their specific roles, responsibilities, and tasks is working every month to accomplish a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So our board meetings, our, our monthly calls are really updates from each of the officers about what they've been able to get down the road in that past 30 days. And, you know, you and the other members of the board are, are very much self-starters, you're entrepreneurial, and you go out and find ways to accomplish those goals that we set out. So um, when we come together every month and we talk about where we are, it's really amazing how much we've been able to accomplish over the past 18 months. And we're um, going to report uh, again to uh, the fraternity in January for our third quarterly report, this biennium. And each time I I prepare one of those reports, I'm astounded at how much we're able to accomplish and also how much uh, we still have to do, right? Like I said, some of these goals we'll never be able to achieve completely. Um, But that's kind of the point. We want to make sure that we get as much done as we can and we place the next board And our members within the Alumni Association in the best possible stead to Mm -hmm. keep working and achieving further.
0: Mm -hmm. So you mentioned um, earlier that you're looking forward to what future board of directors do and also you mentioned a little bit about elections. So do you have any advice for alumni who are maybe thinking about getting more involved and maybe want to run?
1: Yeah. So, um, like you said, Kate, this is going to be the first biennium where officers on the Kappa Kappa Psi Alumni Association Board of Directors are elected instead of being appointed by the Fraternities Board of Trustees. So, I would really encourage any Alumni Association member to consider whether their unique skills, talents, and uh, devotion might make them uh, outstanding candidates for participation on the board. Um, I'm not going to lie. It does take a lot of time and a lot of focus, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I, am really proud of how over the past biennium, and I should say, uh, over the past two biennium, uh, the board has held itself to a high level of accountability. We've, uh, looked to each other for support, but we've always made sure that, um, we follow up and get done what needs to get done. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think if you're an alumnus who's considering, or I should say alumni brother, a life member, or an honorary brother who's a member of Cap Psi Alumni Association and you're considering uh, running for a position on the board, uh, please reach out to some of the current board members and get a sense for what um, our monthly uh, time commitment consists of. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a sense for what our calendars are like. You know, some of our board members really have to dedicate a a pretty much set amount of time each month, whereas others, uh, it sort of ebbs and flows. You know, uh, let me give you an example. Uh, Kate, I I know you are constantly working on the communication stream, right? So you can probably define pretty narrowly what that band of time looks like per week, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Whereas uh, a member like, uh, a director like Jen Pitts-Taylor, who works with the uh, programs and professional development activities of the board. Um, she really ramps up before the district conventions start and before national conventions start. And then in the fall, you know, she will work on certain activities to prep for professional development programs and alumni center programming for the next round. But um, there's an ebb and flow there. So um, her skills are really Uh, needed, and her focus is really required around those conventions. And then um, she can uh, focus on some other things during other parts of the year. So um, that's something to consider, you know, as you uh, understand what the demands of that position are, you might want to consider whether your current work life and family life allow that kind of uh,
0: time commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really great point, too. (laughs) Is there anything else that you think alumni should know about the Board of Directors that maybe they don't know? Or about the Alumni Association in general? (laughs) Huh. You know, one thing I'd
1: really tell people is if you're a member of the Alumni Association and you have friends who were members of your chapter or members of your district you were close to as active brothers, reach out to them and tell them to join. You know, we, uh, these kinds of groups always feel more comfortable when we've got our friends involved. And mm-hmm. I understand everybody has different levels of ability to participate actively, but, um, that's one of the great things about our alumni association. You have a lot of opportunities and choices in how you participate. Maybe, maybe one year I can only participate financially. So I can only, I really can't devote a lot of my time and attention, but I can uh, provide a donation or uh, uh, maybe send in some money because I particularly love a specific program and allocate that donation toward uh, Kappa Kappa Psi Alumni Association programming in support of that, with that in mind. Um, other years, I might be able to give a lot of time and attention. So maybe then I could consider starting an LAA or working on a fundraiser for uh, my district AA or consider Mm -hmm. running for office for an LAA, or for the Alumni Association Board of Directors. So there are just so many levels of participation available that everybody can sort of build their own recipe for what the ideal commitment would look like for them. So I With that kind of barrier taken down, I think it's a really easy ask of your friends to say, hey, uh, you know, why don't you join? Why don't you think about joining? There are all these great ways to participate. And I'd really like to see you there. You know, I can't Mm -hmm. overemphasize the ability of that kind of personal invitation uh, to draw people in. Sometimes people just want to be asked, or um, Mm -hmm. they haven't even thought about it really. So just hearing from somebody else whose uh, friendship they value that, uh, the membership and participation in the alumni association have a lot of meaning,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, can, can be re-
0: very significant. Definitely. So, okay. Last question for you. What's something that you're looking forward to in this upcoming year? In the upcoming calendar year?
1: Yeah. Um, I I'd, I'd say definitely the centennial, you know, um, there's, there's just so much to think about in terms of where the fraternity has been decade after decade after decade. And um, if you think back to what the fraternity must have been when it was founded uh, in 1919 and where it is today, all the changes that have been made, some have been harder than others. Some have met more resistance than others. uh, But where we are now is really such a great place that we can offer so much support to college bands and their members and that we can, serve not only those programs, but ourselves, you know, we can better ourselves through this fraternity. And I I think all of those changes have led us to this point where we're really poised for a second century of continued growth, but really uh, redefining ourselves as not just a premier organization to support college bands, but a premier organization on each of our campuses and a resource for college band directors where they understand that investing in our fraternity by promoting it, by sending their best band members (laughs) to us and actively encouraging them to join by allowing us to colonize their campuses, um, that kind of investment reaps great reward. And I think we can do a better job as a fraternity to explain that value proposition. And I think that might be the best thing we can do in our second century, just be able to explain ourselves, tell our narrative, uh, share our story of what our value is so that people get a better sense for how we differ from maybe the -the run-of-the-mill organization on their campuses and how we turn great band members into better leaders and better future supporters as alumni to their band programs.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Well, I think I'll leave it at that. Then that's a good way to finish off um, our conversation, at least. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on the podcast. Uh, it was really great to have you. Oh, thank you, Kate. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think Daniel gave us a really good overview of what the Alumni Association is all about. Next, I'll be talking with Jennifer Pitts-Taylor. She is the Programming and Professional Development Director. Jen will be attending the North Central and Southeast District Conventions this year.
3: Hey, how are you doing today? I'm good, Kate. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good. Um, First, we're just going to start off. and Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, both fraternally and personally?
3: So I currently serve on the alumni board. I am the director of programming and professional development, and I was initiated into the Gamma Theta chapter at East Central University in Ada, Oklahoma. Next year will be my 20-year, or not reunion, but 20-year anniversary of being an initiated member. And then I transferred schools, actually, and became an active member well I was conditional uh the lambda chapter at the University of Arkansas um yeah I was just a convention chair when I was in college and um I loved being part of a co- coming from a co-ed chapter to a pretty much all-male chapter yeah. um being the first female in the chapter was um, oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, I, wasn't, I didn't look at it as being a big deal because I was friends with all of them. So it wasn't like I was, to me, I wasn't breaking ground or anything. <laughs> but I am happy to say that they now currently and consistently every year initiate, I would say, three to five females. Oh, good. So I'm really proud of them. But yeah. Nice. And then personally, I live here in St. Louis. I have two kids. I'm a stay-at-home mom, but they keep me very busy. and. Kevin side keeps me very busy as well. <laughs> That's cool.
0: Um, so, now to talk a little bit about your alumni um, involvement, I suppose. How long have you been on the Alumni Board of Directors?
3: I have been on the board since 2013. So, this will be my sixth, finishing my sixth year mm-hmm. right now. Um, and I will not run for an election next year um, just because I'm ready to um, not necessarily move on. I'm just ready to kind of maybe take a break from alumni board duties for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, In six years, is, that's a pretty a long good time, I, feel. <laughs> I feel like it's a long time to be doing the same thing because since I've been on the board, I've also been director of programming and professional development, even though the title has changed slightly. Um, over the course of that time, I've still been doing the same, most of the same duties, which is mm-hmm. um, mostly programming for alumni at National Convention up until this last year when we um, established the alumni centered programming at the 2017 NatCon. Is that right? Because mm-hmm. we would have done it 2018. Yes. Yeah. So 2017 NatCon. Yeah so now i do district convention programming for alumni partnered with the district alumni association chairs and as well as doing the national convention um, alumni programming so how have you
0: seen the position kind of change or not the position i guess but the roles that you've been doing change if you've kind of been doing the same sort of stuff uh
3: well when i first began i would say The first year, I really didn't feel very confident in what I was doing um, just because I didn't really know what all the position (laughs) entailed. We didn't have a clear and concise um, list of duties for each director on the board. Um, That is something that we have developed over the course of the last year and a half to two years. We've been really kind of firm with... Um, our role positions are shouldn't say role positions, but director positions on the board, and what the expectations are of each role. Mm-hmm. So that's been very beneficial. Um, let's see. The first, when I was first asked to be a part of the board in 2013, I was not able to go to NetCon that year, so I didn't really get to see or know what my expectation was as a programming person until. The NatCon of 2015, oh. which was in Louisville, right? Mm-hmm. Louisville, Kentucky, I think. Yeah, or oh, Lexington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lexington. Lexington. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, yeah, it was it was different, and and even at that national convention, I had to leave during the convention because I had an infant at the time. My mom had, so I, you know, I had to go home for personal reasons. But then I drove back <laughs> to finish convention because I was determined. Oh to finish I really wanted to see the end of it and see you know how everything played out so and then yeah so 2017 I felt like I had a really good grasp
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know of what my expectations were for my role and then now going into 2019 I'm really confident as to what we're going to do for alumni and what the program is going to look like cool uh
0: so what can you give you give us a sense of like what you're working on now then
3: Currently, we are, let's see, let's back up and go to the 2017 National Convention. For those alumni that might not know, um, our national president, Evan Thompson, decided that it was time that our alumni, our Kappa Kappa Psi alumni, had a purpose of being at our district conventions. And in doing that, he gave us the uh, directive to do alumni-centered programming at each district convention, as well as our programming at national convention. So we didn't really know kind of what those lines were going to look like, you know, this past convention season. And I think we have learned a lot in partnering with our district alumni association chairs because some of, we have some districts that have planned their own programming for a while now, and we have districts that have a brand new alumni association right like when district convention was happening, like it happened all kind of in that timeframe of unfolding, and so um, I would say from last year, we ha- we learned a lot. There were a lot of opportunities that we missed, and this next season going into it, we I. I'm hoping that those opportunities that we we missed in 2018, we will hit in 2019 and um, grow even more and provide better programming, consistent programming across the United States, which is what the purpose was for each district convention, for the alumni center programming was for that, our alumni to receive the same consistent message. And by having the alumni board take over that piece will really um, help provide that consistency. Last year, we did a alumni town hall that the alumni board um, spoke just to give a brief update on what we've we've been doing. We shared that spotlight with TBSAA. Even though they do not have an alumni centered programming track this past convention season, we did share that with them to give them um, an opportunity to speak on uh, what they are doing at the time. And we did a professional development workshop at each district convention, as well as a road to wisdom workshop for alumni. Since the road to wisdom is the brand new membership ed process, uh, curriculum, I should say, that was voted on at the 2017 net We felt it, imp- it was important To have that workshop to help our alumni, especially our older alumni that might be, you know, 10, 15 years removed from the fraternity, understand like where we're going as an organization. So we, um, I serve on the the curriculum, curriculum committee as well. So I did those workshops at the conventions I attended and then other members of our board covered the workshop at the conventions they were attending if I wasn't there so
0: mm-hmm. and that, wasn't really, that was really helpful even as like just removed from being in school mm-hmm. too like I didn't know much what was like going on with that just having been just recently graduated so I went to one of those workshops and it actually I was like oh okay I get, get what we're trying to do a little bit more now
3: it's a lot and, and some people even after it passed I think there was still confusion as to what the the purpose and the goal was, and a lot of frustrations because chapters looked at it as we were taking away um, their history and tradition. And in fact, what we're trying to do is provide a consistent membership education process. You're still able to do your his keep your history and traditions alive in your chapter, but they do have to be approved you know, via um, activity reviews. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's just all about that risk management piece of the fraternity and holding each other accountable and making sure that, you know, you're in Oregon now, you're a brother in the Western District, but a brother in the Northeast District is receiving the same membership ed process, you know, like the mm-hmm. membership education of it. So that's really what the purpose is. That it does make a lot of sense to,
0: you know, get everybody. And that is that, down the line too. That will be good when I, if I like was to meet someone from another district and we have the, definitely the shared experience of the same mm-hmm. membership education then. Um, so what's one thing then that alumni should be really looking out for at district convention this year?
3: This year we are, um let's see what are we doing this year we're doing we're keeping it to the two to three things that the alumni board of directors is going to provide and the other programming will come from the district alumni associations so what you should be looking for from the alumni board would be a instead of an alumni town hall it's now going to be called the alumni forum it's still going to be an opportunity for the Alumni Board of Directors and the Tau Beta Sigma Alumni Association Executive Council to discuss what our two boards have been doing over this last year and um, will also be there to answer any questions that anyone might have pertaining to LAAs or membership, anything of that nature. Um, Yes, and then the second thing we will be doing, we will still be doing a professional development workshop at each district convention. We are also hoping to do a graduating senior event at each district convention. Some of our districts already have those in place, and I think it might be one or two of them we'll need to partner to kind of help develop those. Um, Like Western District does the graduating senior luncheon on Saturday, Um, NED also does something, I think. The exact same thing and then like Midwest does something on the Friday night of convention you know so every every district kind of has its own little thing that it does but we want to make sure that those things are actually happening so that because those graduating seniors are member you know we want you to come and join our Alumni Association we also want you to join your local Alumni Association that's how you're gonna be able to stay involved and stay in the loop with what's going on with the fraternity
0: All right, I just have one last question for you. What's something you're looking forward to in the upcoming year?
3: I am looking forward to I'm I got to tell you right now. I'm feeling really good about where we are with convention programming <laughs> because this year it's been different in that I've been able to see what the district council proposed schedules are and and then I also have we have a guide that's very similar to what the district presidents have to fill out for convention planning that the district alumni chairs have to fill out as well. And I, so, so far, I feel like everything's going to be said and done by the end of January and it's going to be great. If not before then. Mm -hmm, That's really nice. Yeah. Knock on wood. (laughs) Yeah, just that convention. I'm really excited for convention season this year. And I think once we have everything in place, it'll be a really great season. It'll be really successful. I would also like to note that I think we are going to working be working on surveys specifically for alumni at our district conventions. I'm um, not quite sure yet how that is going to play out, but it is something that we have been speaking of since National Convention. We're very interested in what our alumni have to say about our programming and we really want their feedback to help better um better plan for future programming
0: well it's been it's been um it's been great to talk to you and hear what you've been working on and everything um and i really appreciate you coming on the podcast
3: thank you for having me i really hope it wasn't too much of a train wreck
0: (laughs) i think it was great Now I'm going to chat with Brent Cannon. He is the Traditions and Recognition Director. You heard in a recent podcast about some of the things he's been working on, and I'm excited to chat with him here a little bit more today. He'll be at the Southwest and Western District Conventions. All right, hi Brent, how are you doing today? doing great, Kate, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well myself. Um, If you could just start off and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I became a
4: member of Kappa Kappa Psi through the Gamma Phi chapter at Stephen F. Austin State University, which is in Nacogdoches, Texas, that's East Texas, Uh, in 1984, actually the spring of 1984. So that was a good long while ago. So I've been around for a good long while. A longer than you've been alive. <laughs> you know, I graduated um, with a music education degree from, from SFA and just went into uh, you know, public school, you know, band directing, and I taught school taught school bands in school mostly junior high and high school always junior high and high school uh for you know 30 years and retired a couple of years ago and presently i work for a um, for cherrydale fundraising company as a as i guess i'm actually more like contract contracted services i'm not actually an employee Uh, you know i'm an individual contractor you know, for them. So, that's what
0: I do presently. Nice. And so, how did you uh, find yourself on the alumni board?
4: <laughs> oh, well, I, I was asked. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, you know, there was, I mean, of course, we have not done any elections yet. Of course, that's starting up in the next, in this, you know, next national convention. We're going to have an elected board. Actually, when I came on board, it was the alumni advisory committee. I've been on it for about you know, 10 years or so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, prior to that, you know, I just served, you know, as I was asked, you know, as a uh, district governor once upon a time, and, you know, whatever, you know, if I was asked, I just always said yes. So I was asked <laughs> to serve on this. And- I said yes.
0: A couple years later, you're,
4: nobody's yeah. nobody's kicked me off yet so they may have wanted to but nobody's kicked me off yet so
0: (laughs) so um can you explain a little bit about like your specific position at least this biennium and uh, well yeah during the current biennium which is uh,
4: 2017 to 2019 um i serve as the the director that actually the traditions and recognition director on the alumni board of
0: directors and what kind of um stuff do you do like what kind of projects are you working on with them? Well, the
4: main focus um right, right now that's taking up you know most of my time and thoughts um is the revitalization project for the actual fraternity song uh, not the fraternity him but the actual fraternity song, um, it's gone through numerous renditions and it's kind of lost its place a little bit. And so we're, we have a plan in place to just reintroduce it. Uh, it's been rescored a little bit. We're going to have some educational videos on it. I've got a chapter lined up that we're going to do that with and those will become available, should be available hopefully before district conventions Mm -hmm. start. There will be some uh, talk and mention of all this at district conventions as well. Not for sure exactly what uh, media type things will be you know available at district conventions at this point and then also I know it will be discussed at national convention so the song real revitalization project is is one of the things i'm working on and then uh presently uh the awards committee uh, not for sure when you know, when people will be listening to this, but uh, the alumni association awards committee will be meeting and discussing um, you know th- those that have been nominated for various awards. Right now, we have uh, you know several nominations for the newly formed uh, the alumni music education award. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, we will need to look through those and and make decisions on those. Um, as far as some upcoming things as well, the in the spring we'll be you know advertising even more the and taking re- uh, nominations for the uh, Scott Stoll Alumni Excellence Award that is awarded to one person every biennium.
0: Mm-hmm. And how do people um, submit nominations for that? Why do they
4: submit nominations for the Stoll Award? Or how how do they do that? Well, how do they do it? It's all the information is online. Actually, the site is up and active now. They just go to the you know the alumni association website or to the national fraternities website. They can get to it that way and just go under awards um, membership or. or one of the tabs at the top and just find where it says awards and then it's Scott got stolen. It takes them right there and all the information is right there um, you know, of, of how to proceed on nominating you know, somebody they feel like is worthy for the award. Over the last three, we've had three recipients. So it's, this will be the fourth biennium we've done. Uh, and I would think, I, I think the average is usually somewhere around six to eight. You know nominees per biennium, and believe me when I say i mean i've I've read through every single one of those over the last three bienniums, and there' are some amazing work, some amazing alumni doing amazing things uh, on behalf of usually their home chapter
2: mm-hmm.
4: uh, and and believe me there's there are numerous people who've not received it in the past that probably need to be nominated again. And so we can consider them, again, because we only pick one person, you know, per biennium for that, you know, really outstanding and very prestigious award. So mm-hmm. I think it's a very high honor to, to receive that. And it's certainly named after someone um, who is very deserving of that name recognition. You know, Scott Stoll is a past president, um, someone I admire so much for the work that he's done for many many years on behalf of the the fraternity you know serving as national Mm -hmm. president but then even beyond that and so uh, you know that's I just strongly encourage those listening to you to go seek out that information and you know start thinking about people that they can nominate for that award.
0: Yeah great I um hope a lot of people listening will do that um Uh, Back to the fraternity song, is the plan then for that to, for everyone to sing that at national convention? Well,
4: you know, I'm not exactly for sure, you know, the entire scope of the plans. I do know that uh, in the, once we get into 2019, is that I will be getting with a specific chapter and maybe some others, you know, that are close by that want to participate as well. And we're going to do some different recordings of it. There'll be a little bit of history and background about it. Um, And then some recordings of each one of the individual parts (laughs) of You know, the singing parts and then, uh, you know, then singing it in various forms as well to just help chapters have a better chance of knowing how the fraternity song goes. Uh, And then I do know that some of that may be available at district conventions, just depending on each district convention, how much time is available Mm -hmm. any certain moments during the convention to maybe show some of those videos but then i also know that uh, they will be out and it will be certainly well advertised through social media about it and uh, i do believe at national convention there are going to be some some time set aside to discuss it talk about it sing it work on it and to really try to bring it back to, um, it, it's not being designed to replace the hymn, this has nothing to do with with the
5: hymn
4: mm-hmm. I, I love the hymn uh, that, you know, but the song the song was around you know, before the hymn and uh, it's just kind of gone by the wayside and a lot of of alumni who are you know, very active in our in our fraternity still
0: you know, do miss singing that and so mm-hmm. um and it would be nice to have it be more widespread. People, you know, chapters singing. It. Yeah, there, there's
4: there's there's pockets in the country and places in the country where it's still sung. Uh, some chapters that still sing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I was really surprised over the last two to three years um, as I've kind of asked around that how many places it's not sung at all, and some districts where it's uh, quite obvious that many chapters and many alumni have no idea that there is even a fraternity song, let alone know how to sing it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's just kind of the, the motivation and the, it was just to bring it back. And so, I mean, as the director for tr- traditions and recognition, um, you know, I mean, the, the fraternity songs, a big tradition that we're fixing to lose if we don't really do something now you know, to maybe bring it back. And anyway, those are my thoughts on that. That's those, those kind of what's occupying my time at this point.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's, I'm really excited to, you know, see, see that and hear, hear how it um, hopefully everyone's singing it by the, by the end of the year.
4: Right. And we do have a the, uh, at the um, award side of this, we do have a couple of new awards, that um, they're not formulated yet. It's just the thought behind a couple of, of new awards um, that will be hopefully getting developed maybe over the next four to six months uh, would kind of, I think, be a time frame for that.
0: Great. Um, so I just have a couple, like two more questions for you. no. Okay. Um, the next one is, so... What's a piece of advice that you have for alumni that want to get more involved? Well, I would, I would say
4: seek out a local alumni association. Mm -hmm. Um, There, there are a lot around, you know, there are quite a few, you know, uh, chapter based alumni associations there are some that are regional based to serve a larger area uh, the district alumni associations as well I would encourage you to plug in with that um, you, know, the, you know you know to be officially you know still connected to the association I mean to the to the our fraternity I mean there's some benefits that go along with being you know a member of the Alumni Association. I mean, first and foremost, it just marks you as someone who is still interested, someone who still cares about the, the fraternity. Believe me, that when I graduated back in 1987, uh, I mean, seriously, my last thing I did was attended the 1987 National Convention. I just finished my year as district president. I had just graduated. Um, you know, the convention was in July, at the University of Michigan, when I was done with that and I was headed home, uh, I was coming home to my first teaching job and I thought I was done with Kappa Kappa Psi. That was the, the way that most of us thought back then because there was really no structure in place for alumni to continue in any way. And But now there is. And so, and, and so, we, the fraternity is really starting to understand and talk about how you're going to be an alumni for way longer than you are an active. At least that should be the normal flow of things. And that, you know, our commitment to the fraternity and its principles and its ideals and its core structure, you know, the five purposes are are no are no different as an alumni you know, 35 or 40 years later than they were, you know, the first time I learned about it, you know, as a prospective member. And so Mm -hmm. if, if it was important to me, then it should still be important to me now. Now, the way that I go about helping and serving and, you know, uh, is, is different. You know, I'm no longer slinging chairs and moving stands and that sort of stuff or, you know, doing, you know, toting water bottles. I mean, we do have alumni that do that, uh, but there's different ways to serve, you know, as you get as you get older as life changes, you know. So
0: um all right, so last question for you here. What's something that you're looking forward to this year?
4: Well, obviously I'm I'm looking forward to the the this revitalization uh, of the song. And it's not just necessarily tied into the centennial. I mean I I, I think I, we would be doing this even if it wasn't a centennial, but I think it's made even more special um, because it is our centennial. And I'm certainly looking forward, you know, to, to the things that are being planned, you know, for the uh, centennial celebration, you know, uh, in national convention, 2019. I also serve on the centennial committee, um, you know, with the other brothers that are on that. And, uh, and there are some people on that that are really doing some really outstanding things and getting prepared for that. So that's, that's mainly just what I'm kind of looking forward to is, is, is what all's tied into the centennial at this point.
0: Nice. Well, that's great. I just want to say thanks for talking and
4: coming on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I sure appreciate it. And, mm-hmm. and for those who are listening, I want to brag on Kate. She is doing an outstanding job since she has come on board, uh, the uh, Alumni Association Board of Directors. What? How, how long ago was that? About six months ago? Right? Good, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank She's you. Good. I appreciate it. <laughs> you young people on the Alumni Association Board just amaze me with um, the amount of things y'all are able to do. I feel like y'all run laps around me. You know? <laughs> I just poke along. Just poke I'm just along.
0: trying to keep up.
4: <laughs> well, I understand that
0: next up is nick Rohr, our local alumni association director you can catch nick this year at southwest and western district conventions hey nick how are you doing today
2: doing well no complaints about yourself
0: i'm doing pretty well too i'm excited to talk to you today um first off can you just tell us a little bit about yourself
2: Yeah, so I guess fraternally I'll start there because that's always the easiest thing to start when we have these podcasts. I was initiated into the Ada Beta chapter at Virginia Tech in the fall of 2007. It's been a while now. Um, And I was a chapter member there for four years. I did all those fun chapter offices, like vice president, president. Uh, I also served as Northeast District Secretary, treasurer, uh, during my time as an undergrad. Following that, I went to grad school at the Colorado School of Mines. Uh, I started to get involved with Midwest District Alumni Association, did two years as president there. But I also, while I was at Mines, became the chapter uh, sponsor of that chapter, so the ZI chapter at the Colorado School of Mines. Uh, That's kind of the fraternal side. I'm assuming we'll talk about my board position shortly, so I won't spoil that surprise yet. But uh, professionally, I'm a staff researcher at the National Renewable Energy Lab, so I got my PhD in polymer science. And on the day-to-day basis, I study how we can make plastics from renewable resources or even recycle plastics like PET into value-added applications, as we like to say. So, yeah.
0: Nice. That's always cool to hear what everyone does on like their day-to-day lives because it's so you know, everyone has something so different and that's really cool.
2: Oh yeah. Even like friends with your same degrees. Like I have friends who do PhDs in chemical engineering they're like, Oh, I'm just like, you know, doing cancer research. I was like, I don't know anything about that. It's not plastic. (laughs) So yeah. And in our fraternity, there's such great diversity when it comes to all that stuff. So it's always fun.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, you were right. We are going to dive into what your position on the board is. It sounds like you kind of, um, made a good, uh, or a natural progression, kind of. Um, how did you find yourself on the board?
2: I, I'm from the Northeast District, so that's where Virginia Tech is. And then I moved out to Colorado School of Mines uh, for my PhD. And I took like a year off from the fraternity, uh, but I went to a Midwest District Convention because I was like, oh, this would be fun to see a different district convention. And when I was there, I kind of got swept in. I became like their KK side member at large for the Midwest District Alumni Association. because uh, It was smaller at the time, and then I became the president the term after that. And when I was doing that, I just kind of realized, like, oh, there's so much more collaboration we can focus, uh, you know, work together across our district alumni associations. I was really good friends with Sarah Fitzgerald, who's president of NETA now and was president of NETA then, and then Emma Ashley. We kind of started talking, collaborating ideas, and I think that's what initially led me to apply for a position on the Alumni Association Board of Directors. So, for the past while, uh, this has been applications, and it was determined by the Board of Trustees, so I applied for... Two terms in a row, and I've been luckily appointed for two terms in a row. This year, as many of our members know, we're actually moving to an election cycle where our alumni are going to elect our uh, officers. So hopefully, I'll get reelected. I am going to run for something, but that's how I got involved and kind of stayed involved because it's been fun watching the Alumni Association grow.
0: Nice. That's very cool. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do for your specific position on the board?
2: Yeah, so my first term, I was director at large, and this has kind of been an evolution from that position. And right now, I currently serve as the LAA director. So I know the Alumni Association is terrible by having 500 acronyms, but LAA stands for Local Alumni Association. So one of the ways that we've been trying to increase alumni involvement has been by establishing LAAs. They can either be chapter-based, regional-based, or district-based. And so my job is to help LAAs with the renewals. Uh, help them collaborate amongst themselves, uh, and really just do everything that's LAA-focused. So in the first part of my term, we completely did redid the renewals so that they were a better resource for alumni associations, making them one-in-five-year plans. And now we're working on expanding our resources. But basically, anything local alumni associations, me, I work with our new LAAs as they kind of make their application and almost colonize, if you will, in uh, the act of parlance. Um, but yeah, so I work with the LAAs is the short answer.
0: <laughs> so if someone was wanted to form an LAA, what would they have to do?
2: So they would have to get a group of people together. We do have joint... Uh, Local Alumni Associations with Tau Beta Sigma Alumni Association. Uh, But they'll have to get about five people together and really start to figure out what they want to do as a local alumni association. So do they want to focus on the chapter maybe they all graduated from, or do they want to create a regional experience for alumni? Uh, Right now, we do have six district-based local alumni association, so we're not going to take any more district-based applications. But once they do that, they'll reach out to me and we'll be like, oh, okay, that's great. We're really excited. And we'll send them the link to our application, which as I said earlier, is a one and five year plan. So really they kind of have to start thinking about the projects they want to do as a local alumni association, what their purpose is and define their scope. And it's a pretty easy process at the end of the day. If they submit an application then as you know Kate, we'll, we'll all go over it as a local as an alumni association board of directors, provide them feedback, kind of iterate on that process Process sometimes and then usually we approve the local loan association pretty easily. Uh, and say, We hope you do great things.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you don't necessarily want to start one too, everyone you can try to find one in your area. There actually is a good spread across the whole country with um, LAAs. So there might be one near you.
2: Yeah, we have our uh, six district-based LAs. And I think one of the things I want to put out is a disclaimer, and this is something that we're always involved in the conversation, but even if you are from the Western District, as you may know, you can be a member of the Northeast District, or I was from the Northeast District I became a member of the Midwest District Alumni Associations, or you can be members of both. We don't limit how many alumni associations you're part of and supporting uh, kind of the mission of each Alumni Association. So we have one for every district, which is great. And like you said, uh, we have a lot for regionals. And even if you weren't initiated, ZI does not have an Alumni Association. But if they did have one, we could have members who weren't brothers of Zai. We don't place that restriction over on our local Alumni Associations if they just wanted to help support that local chapter. So yeah, I think uh, all that information is up on their website right now that they could go find the contact information for who's ever in charge of that local Alumni Association in their area.
0: Mm-hmm. that's a really good point too it's like if you especially after graduation you know if you're moving or I mean any time in your life if you're moving somewhere new it's a good time to like reach out to people who have had similar experiences to you I mean we're all brothers and like you know how you can connect with a brother right away even if you haven't met him before it's so nice to have that in a new city so that's another good thing for um about local nice institutions
2: for sure. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the surprising things is uh, even as a young alumni, I don't realize this. And even as an older alumni, I'm always just like surprised. It's like, you'll meet someone like, I think when I met you, it's like, oh, Kate, you're great. Like we have the same sense of humor and all this stuff. And it's partially because like we were in this fraternity, like we have very similar core values, which I think make it so easy. So yeah, alumni is always a great way to kind of get your foothold in whatever new city you're in, I feel
0: like. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I have two more pretty like more concrete questions that I'm going to ask everyone, or I guess I'm going to ask everyone, all of these, but you know, the, the first couple will be very different. Um, okay. So first, um, what's a piece of advice that you have for young alumni?
2: I think the advice I have is really find out what works for you. The alumni experience is different from the active experience. I feel like some of our colleagues on the board will say this as well. Uh, You're not going to be going to day to day meetings. And sometimes you might even need a short break from the fraternity afterwards. Uh, And the Alumni Association will always be here to kind of accept you into our fold. So I guess it's just figure out what works for you. Maybe it is starting in LAA. Maybe it's just being lightly involved in LAA. Maybe it's going back to your chapters, alumni weekends, whenever they have them. Uh, You have a whole new career to deal with when you're a young alumni or maybe graduate school, which I know that terrifying fear because I did it for four and a half years. Uh, So find out what works for you in your new life because life after graduation is going to be quite different. Uh, It's exciting and fun, but find out what works for you.
0: Great. Yeah, I think that's really true. Especially, you know, as alumni, we have a lot more time to kind of figure out what, how we want to be involved. So it's okay to, you know, take a couple of years and figure out personal stuff and then dive back in or do just like start lightly. You know, it's, it's easy to find your own path.
2: Yeah, I've never thought about it in that term that like we do have more time to think about it because when you're in chapter, you're like, I have four years and like I was someone who wanted to be chapter president from day one. So it's like I have to work my way up to chapter president, like not quickly, but I have to work my way up well, yeah, to yeah, you have the time limit. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, have this time. So I think you're right, like you can come back and, you know, maybe you don't want to be on the alumni association board directors this term, but you can come back and be on it in two terms, four terms. Same thing, like mm-hmm. if there's people out there listening to this who want to run for national council, national council is always going to be there. Uh, you can go figure your life out and come back to it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, great. Yeah. So, okay. Last question I have. What's something that you're looking forward to? It's an exciting year this year with the Centennial. Anything that you're looking forward to particularly?
2: I think everyone's going to say the Centennial. uh, It's really awesome. As a chapter sponsor, it's really close to the chapter I advise. So I'm really hoping to get our most students to NatCon uh, because I think it will be an unforgettable experience. But this is also going to be my first time going to like Southwest District Convention. So it's always fun when you get to go to new district. So that's kind of a personal thing that I'm really excited about. And I'm just excited to see where we go. Because I think the Centennial for the fraternity is going to have so much great energy. And over the next six or so months that we're going to get more and more alumni involved that I really look forward to seeing kind of how that energy grows. And I really hope it's just a launching point for brand new things in our second century.
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right. Great. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast.
2: I really don't no promise. It. Fun to talk as always. All right. Great. Talk to you later. All right. Bye Kate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next I'll be talking with Kelly Nellis. Kelly is the membership director on the board. This year, she'll be at the Southwest and Southeast District Conventions.
6: Hey, Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm good, Kate. It's a little cold up here in the winter in Minneapolis, but it's at least sunny today, so there's that. How's New York?
0: Sounds good. It's pretty good out here. Um, So thanks for joining us today on the podcast. I just want to start off, and can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, both like fraternally and personally?
6: Absolutely. So as Kate said, my name is Kelly Nellis. I graduated from the University of Minnesota, and I am from the Kappa Alpha chapter of Kappa Kappa Psi up here. I was in the marching band. I was in the color guard. And then I played clarinet and sit down bands. Um, Right now, professionally, what I do is I work for a drug benefit management company called Prime Therapeutics. If you want to learn more about it, you can always ask me, but it's a lot of, it's kind of a mouthful. So I work as a digital product analyst working with websites and APIs and, um, yeah, that's kind of me. I love to volunteer. So I'm here and I help with the social media at the university of Minnesota. So I'm always doing something. Nice. And you're involved with
0: the band at university of Minnesota, right?
6: Yes, I run their, so I help run their social media channels, so UMN March, you can listen to us. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and so, how long have you been on
6: the Alumni Board of Directors? I have been on the Alumni Board of Directors uh, since the last biennium, so that was 2015? Yeah. <laughs> 17, 17. 17. 2017.
0: <laughs> So why did you decide you wanted to work with alumni?
6: I was looking for a different type of involvement with the fraternity. So I had been on national council um, as vice president for student affairs and then took some time off. And I just found that I wasn't, I wasn't doing something and I wanted to do something. So I looked at the alumni board of directors and saw that I could hopefully provide some of my skills to the board that would benefit us and take us further. So I just wanted to jump in and give it a try and see how it goes. Great, and so what position are you on the board? I am the membership director. So as membership director, I am responsible for the membership, specifically helping with renewals, um, helping reach out to new members, recently graduated members, trying to get people to re-engage. I try to work with district and local alumni associations to kind of talk to them about recruitment and how I can help in those different ways to continue helping them grow. But uh, it's all about the membership and it's all about the alumni for me.
0: And so at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned that now we're like getting into renewal season right now and people can you know renew their membership or or sign up for the first time can you explain a little bit about how they do that and
6: absolutely yeah yes so you can go to the cab cap sci alumni association website and when you go on the website there is a forms area. And then you can go to the membership renewal forms. So you can either become a life member, um, by paying the, the dues for that or the regular annual fee for the membership. So there's two different links, but you can go in and on submit online, you pay your dues right there. You can sign up for auto renewal right there. Uh, and just, fill out the information and you can become, become a member. If you are already a member, it's the same form. Lucky you, you just get to fill it out again and um, continue your journey with us at, in the alumni association. So it's really easy. I think that's the one thing I made. It's just super easy. Go to our website, fill out form. You can always let me know if you have any questions, but it's super easy.
0: Mm-hmm. And this year, so in this year, membership covers district conventions and national convention, right? Yes. So it's a good year to have a full year membership because you.
6: I mean, yeah, it's more. It's more worth more bang for your buck if you want to. So with the the added bonus of having national convention. So, and mm-hmm. did you you talked about the the difference in dates, right? Um, I,
0: a little. Actually, I don't think I did at the okay. beginning.
6: Yeah. So, so the membership dates are now going to be for for calendar year. So, instead of being um, our the year ending on May thirty first, we're going to do the calendar year. So, membership will start on January first and then end December thirty first of a calendar year. Um, we understand that there's some overlap with this time around, but we are giving a little gift to all of those who renew during the um, between December and. February. And if, if they renew, they get a gift with their renewal understanding that they're going to be overlapping a little bit with the current year. So, but we're very excited. We think this is going to be a lot easier uh, for people to um, remember. And then it's going to help headquarters with their processes that they have to do during each year. So really excited. And hopefully it'll be, nice and easy for everybody. I do think it's easier to remember, you know,
0: just like January every year.
6: (laughs) Well, yeah. And I, that's like, some of my memberships are always in the calendar year and I just kind of go, okay, I need to do that. I like, you know, it's a memory at the end of the year. So I, so glad you agree because that's kind of how I see it. So.
0: Yeah. Once you get a little bit out of like the school calendar year flow, it's like, yeah, it makes, makes sense.
6: Yeah. As alumni, we're definitely not, uh, unless you're in education, you're not, we're not living. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't live by the academic school year. So yeah, I totally agree.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, I just have a couple more questions for you. How can alumni get more involved this year?
6: This, this year is special with the centennial and, but, the ways that an alum can get involved don't change from year to year. So there's a lot of opportunities, just, just so many opportunities. I'll try to keep it short. So if you, it can range from being, you know, somebody who wants to receive our newsletter to somebody who wants to be on our board of directors, the national council, be a governor, There's all sorts of volunteer opportunities. But as an alum, you're like, I don't, You know, I don't want to do leadership. You can be involved in so many different ways. You can, as an alum, you can sign up for our Encore newsletter, which you, our communications director, send out. Uh, We try to send that out at least every other month, but it's a really great digest of what we're up to. Um, You can just become a member of the Alumni Association or a life member of the Alumni Association. And with that, you get the podium that Robert Patrick puts together and has great articles that you can consume and then attending district convention. If you want, you know, if you're a member of the alumni association, you can come to district convention and that is just a whole different learning experience and getting reacquainted with other alumni and, so, and those sort of things. And it's kind of a nice little trip. It's a small, it's not a vacation. It's a small little trip and kind of a nice weekend break. At least that's why I like going to them. It's a nice little weekend break. To but see then,
0: people, you know, And to see other brothers, you know, from your past and everything, you know, get caught up up with people. It's pretty nice.
6: Well, yeah. And sometimes they're in, like, they're in central locations where, like, it's a good halfway point for some people. So when they're different states and those sort of things, you can be like, well, let's go to district convention because it's halfway point for all of us. And then you get to see everybody there. Yeah. So. uh, And then. Same thing kind of with that national convention, like coming to see brothers. So that's, that's the big shebang this year. We're going to be having a lot of stuff. So I think, I think I'll tease that for now and then, and uh, follow up with that in another area. But uh, district national convention is really, really, really good and very exciting. Similar to district convention, but lots, lots more brothers. Mm-hmm. So cool. it, that, basically there's a lot of different ways and, I tried to keep that short, but you know, you know me, I just talk.
0: Oh yeah. That was great. Um, <laughs> I, that was pretty short. That wasn't too bad.
3: Oh, good. Okay. Good. <laughs>
0: um, okay. Last question. So what's something that you're just looking forward to this year?
6: And this is the question I was saving the centennial for. <laughs> so the centennial is this summer. I am working as a member of the centennial committee, which is maybe why I'm a little extra excited, but, uh, we're going to have a big centennial party in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and we are just going to take over the town and it is going to be so awesome. And uh, I mean, there's a national convention that'll go there. Our sisters of Beta Sigma will be there and they're going to help us celebrate. We're going to do our regular national convention with, you know, selecting our new officers. Um, we get to, our alumni will get to, you know, elect on the board of directors, but that's all the, that's all the business. I want to talk about the other stuff. So the, uh, there will be some, some tours, there'll be some, um, events, there will be, you know, just such a variety of things and they're going to bring out a lot of history. Uh, it's going to be worth it to come and see the, the place where everything started and, Mm -hmm. and we're going to really, bring that out and bring that to life. And so, um, it's going to be really special there. And I, I just, I just can't wait. I just, it's going to be so great.
0: Yeah. I I think it's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of, um, memorable things going on. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, I'm excited for that too. Um, thanks for, thanks for coming on the podcast and thanks for joining us and telling us what you're working on
6: absolutely this was great i'd happy to do it ever you know always it's always fun to come and connect so nice to talk to you too
0: cool thanks so much
6: have a good day see you later you too
0: last but certainly not least is greg Boyke. He he's our outreach director greg will be at the northeast and midwest district conventions hi greg how are you doing today doing well how are you Kate? I'm doing pretty well, too. Thanks for getting on a call with us uh, for the Thank podcast. You.
5: Great. Thanks for having me.
0: So first off, can you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself?
5: Sure. My name is Greg Boyke. Uh, I'm a life member from the Capital U Chapter at the University of Georgia. Uh, I was in the band there for uh, four years playing the saxophone and stuck around on staff for a couple of years afterwards. Um, so I currently work for uh, an organization called the Middle Georgia Regional Commission, and I live here in Macon, Georgia. Uh, and what I do is a variety of local government uh, planning assistant services. Um, basically, folks call me, ask for help, and I say yes, and then figure out how to provide that help. Uh, so it's a fun job. Uh, no two days are the same. Nice. It's always fun to hear about what everybody
0: does, because it's... I mean, there's such a diverse range of jobs that everyone has. (laughs) Very cool. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about the alumni board, obviously. So can you tell, so you joined also um, in the middle of this biennium, right? That's like how I came on the board too. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about like why you decided to apply?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So I I did get a, a couple months late start here. Um, as I'm sure you know, when uh, Nick Bratcher uh, was uh, elected Vice President of Programs, that left his open uh, position on the Alumni Association Board of Directors to be filled. Um, so I, I've been fortunate enough to uh, be involved with the Southeast District Alumni Association the past several years and, and served as their chair for a little while. Um, you know, I was looking for a way to continue giving back to the alumni association as a whole uh, continue giving back to the fraternity, uh, and I, I felt that Cedar was in a good place, uh, so uh, I felt comfortable, uh, you know, applying for alumni association board, and was was fortunately selected by the uh, by the great crew of folks we've got here. Um, but I'm excited that uh, I've been able to work in the role of outreach director now for uh, the the past year or so. Uh, and that role is one that's that's new to the board this year. Uh, but the idea of it and, and sort of how I view that uh, position is it's about making connections between alumni uh, between uh, you know other alumni, uh, between folks who are becoming alumni and those graduating seniors. Uh, so it, it's really about overall building connections and strengthening that, um, professional bond and fraternal bond uh, among the brotherhood.
0: So what kind of projects have you been working on?
5: That's a great question, Kate. Uh, so we've got some really exciting projects that, uh, that we're working on as an alumni board right now. Uh, one of which that I'm particularly excited about is our pilot mentorship program. Uh, we've got about a dozen uh, graduating seniors uh, from... I guess sort of last year at this point, uh, who graduated in 2018. uh, And we've been able to pair them uh, with about a dozen alumni mentors, uh, if you will, folks who are a little bit more established in their field and their career. uh, Mm -hmm. And we provide them with a variety of discussion topics. uh, But really, our our goal with that program is to, uh, you know, again, build that connection between uh graduating seniors between alumni who are already established a can be helpful from a professional setting where you get to know folks and uh learn more about them and learn more about folks who've had a similar career path to yours or in some instances the challenges they've seen with that uh as well as just sort of having that uh guiding hand if you will uh as you make the transition from uh active status to alumni status, um which is you know always a challenge and, and something you know. Yeah, definitely.
0: Do you, so. Do you see? So this is the first year that program has happened. Do you see it expanding or continuing into further years?
5: That is certainly the hope. You know, we're we're doing some of our uh, due diligence uh, in the you know, program evaluation component mm-hmm. uh, to talk with folks and, and see what they've gotten out of it, see what's worked, see what hasn't worked. Uh, I, I do not expect it to be you know identical to, to this year next year. Uh, but certainly hope that we 'll be able to expand it, add some more folks uh, and be able to continue making it a a special program that folks really do find beneficial.
0: Mm-hmm. it seems like a really great um, first stuff for both for like people just graduating and for mentors themselves, you know getting that sort of um, practice being in that mentor situation too it's really great for alumni as well.
5: Yeah, I, I think so. And we had a uh, a great variety of alumni uh, who volunteered and, and who wanted to participate. In, and so I was very excited to see so many willing to uh, to be a part of it. Cool. Yeah.
0: All right. I just have a couple more questions for you. Um, I've mentioned on at the beginning of the podcast that elections are coming up. What would be your advice for someone who might want to get more involved and might want to run for something
5: on the alumni board. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. You know, um, I I think that you have to be really willing to dedicate your time, energy and efforts into the position. You know, um, I I feel relatively comfortable in saying that uh, this board does a lot of stuff, a lot more than I realized, even when I, uh, when I signed up for it. Uh, yes. It's been for a very exciting ride along the way. Um, and, you know, the more uh, great energetic folks that we can have uh, who come in with strong ideas, with a you know, work ethic and a desire to really make a positive difference and enhance the alumni experience. Um, you know, that, that's what we're here for. Uh, and I, I think that if you come with that desire and the willingness to work for it uh, I, I'll be excited to uh, to see what we can do as a uh, board going into the future
0: definitely I totally agree cool okay last question this is a fun one hopefully
5: <laughs> hopefully
0: what's just something that you're looking forward to in the coming year?
5: Well, a, a lot of anniversaries and this is a slightly a cop-out because of course we all know the centennial that's coming up. Uh, but I've, I've got a couple of, of special anniversaries for me too. Uh, this April marks, uh, not only my 10th anniversary as a brother of Kappa Kappa side, uh, but also my chapter's 20th anniversary of existence. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's
0: awesome.
5: So, you know, uh, I've, I've been, you know, closely in contact with, uh, with a lot of my fellow brothers from UGA uh, for quite a while, you know, my uh, my family uh, is still you know among my best friends uh, even today. Um, so looking forward to uh, having a great celebration with folks to uh, to ring in 20 years uh, and to uh, you know ring in 100 years as the fraternity. So
0: oh, wow, so this
5: is answer some, but I'm going to throw my own twist on there.
0: Yeah, this is a big uh, kind of special year for you, especially then. That's true. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, thanks so much for uh, taking the time and coming on the podcast.
5: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Kate. Yeah, talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.
0: I unfortunately wasn't able to interview Erin Cooper this time around. Erin is our musicianship director and she has been doing a lot of amazing work to get our new Max Mitchell grant program up and going so that local alumni associations can support NIB musicians. I have to get her on a future podcast to talk a little bit more about the work she's been doing. Erin will be at the Northeast and North Central District Conventions, so also make sure to say hi there. All right. It's been great talking with all of the members of the Alumni Association Board Directors, and I hope you've not only learned a little bit more about the members of the board themselves, but also about what we do and what we've been working on this biennium. Remember, if you're an alumnus and would like to join the Alumni Association or are considering running for a position on the Board of Directors, go to our website at kksiaa.kkytbsonline.com to find out all the information that you need for those things. Thanks for listening. Happy Holidays and remember to keep striving.